everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, guys. Hey, I'm back. Hey, Jordan's welcome back, back. Which means back. I am back to being the second funniest person in the podcast. That's right. I, and by the way, I, I, I am, I'm drop dead gorgeous. That like the movie? Well, not not dead. I feel like I've noticed on the podcast because I do listen to the podcast even when I'm not on them. Yeah, yep. and so and I've noticed <laughs> that there's a lot of uh, a lot of allusions to my 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 death when I'm not yeah, on. No, we, no, say we talk that about you're how you're not, not dead. dead. No, and, and I and I appreciate people that because might I be don't concerned. want people to get the wrong impression. But I worry that maybe. You you doth protest too much, like maybe going oh. too far in that area makes oh. it makes it appear that I'm that you're covering up something that you're lying that you're not. Oh. See that is oh, that wow. is not is the that intent. The intent, the intent is to all. make sure that fans of J Dog, as we call you, right. yeah. aren't scared that because you're not Very there, clear you die. that you are not dead. Look, we have a lot of people that write in, a lot of people who listen to the show, their dads left them when they were very young. Yeah. And they see you as something of a father figure. Yeah. So when you're gone, they listen to the podcast and go, oh no, is another male figure in my life is leaving? Is my dad oh, dead again? Right. Right. Oh God. It's a lot so of like, need to he assure him. was a pack a day smoker. We lost him when I was nine. Right. Jordan's the only thing that's made me feel His heart was again. not healthy enough for sex and then he took a Viagra. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, we care about you, Jordan. We just want everyone oh, at home I to know I appreciate that Jordan. Not as much as the fans care dead. about you. Oh, well, that, we can't care it. about you as much as the yeah. fans do. I mean, because the fans don't know you personally. So. Well, yeah, but we're a sports comedy podcast. Yep, Ish. that is true. All comedies, you know, living in Los Angeles. Yeah, yep. all, all comedians. <laughs> comedians. Living in Los Angeles. Uh, and Phil here doesn't know anything about sports. No, well, I don't. Well, we are sports insiders and in yeah. that we follow sports regularly. Yeah. That is the premise of the podcast. Still, and is it still the premise of the podcast? It is still the premise of the podcast. Sometimes right, it's, sometimes it's a low grant comedy bang bang. Sure. Sometimes that we could just summarize yeah. the podcast as yeah, it's especially like a low when rent Jordan's not here. There's not a lot of sports insiderness going on. Right. Then it's just comedy bang bang. Yeah. Only we can't score Paul F. Tompkins. No. Yeah. So yeah. we. I mean, we have the poor man's Paul F. Tompkins, Phil Ranta. Is that what I'm known as in the comedy community? The I'm going to try and make that stick. Yeah, All right, I'll I'll take I think it. that works. I'll take it. Yep. Today, uh, uh, today on the show, we have former Vice President Al Gore. Yeah. What a get. That is, that is a big, big get. Especially Huge. for a sports podcast. Especially, well, I guess he's here to talk about global warming and how it relates to sports. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, sort of the Inconvenient sequel is out. Right. Yep. So Absolutely. He's got, I mean, it affects, according to his thing, it affects everything. So I imagine the world of sports must Naturally, be, obviously, yeah. must be hurting by uh, the glo- the climate change thing. Yeah. So, so Al Gore, going to fill us in, going to give us, he's going to clear the air well, of excessive carbon yeah. dioxide. Because yeah. the first movie didn't work. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. No, Failure. No. Yeah, so uh, I'm really th- Al Gore has always been someone I've looked up to a lot. This is yeah. a big game. I was yeah. super excited to vote for Al Gore. I think I was one of the only people. <laughs> no, well, I got the majority. Well, yeah, yeah no, he did. So, but I, mean, I feel like most of those people weren't like excited to vote for. Oh, Al Gore. I see what you're saying. <laughs> right, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, it was the same thing with Hillary and Al Gore. Two of the least popular Democratic candidates of the last like several decades have been people where I was like, yeah, punch that ticket. And they both won the popular vote. <laughs> they both it's won crazy. the popular vote. Enough people like me. Uh, we also are going to have a news, news, news. And a wide world of weird sports. Goddamn right. Wait a second, Jordan. Are you sure that we have a wide I world of weird sports? I already said yes, Joel. <laughs> I just want to clarify. I you already said yes, I Joel. I don't need this many Joel! people yelling at me. I already me. said yes, hey, Joel. Hey, hey. 
United Shore Professional Baseball League update watch update. United Shore Professional Baseball League update watch update. Are we doing this? Brought to you by, I assume, United Shore, <laughs> which is probably a boat company or something. The United Shore Professional Baseball League is an independent baseball league okay. based in Metro Detroit. Oh. And recently I attended a game at Jimmy John's Field Ooh. Oh, no. in Utica, Michigan. During the seventh inning stretch, do they put uh, safari animals out on the field and let people kill them with their bare hands? No. I missed Jimmy that. Jimmy John's is known for. It was the next week. Oh, I okay. missed him by a week. Yeah, no, and here's the most frustrating part about Jimmy John's Field. It's a beautiful stadium. seats 4,500 people. Nice. No Jimmy John's. What? Wow. Delicious barbecue, reasonably priced beer, hot dogs, chicken tenders, the usual stuff. Sure. No Jimmy John's. Man. You got people pounding beers, looking around going, well, he's a hunter's club. I'm now hitting the age where if I have to choose between chicks and chicken tenders, I'm going to pick chicken tenders most of the time. I'm I'm not an enormous <laughs> fan of chicken tenders. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, they're so bready and I delicious. I love fried chicken on the bone, but the tender. Oh, Joel, you're the worst. Yeah, I saw, I saw a uh, big grudge match between the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers oh. and the Westside Woolly Mammoths. Wait, are, so so Westside, like all of the Westside West and then two different towns? Are Birmingham and Bloomfield next to each other? I wasn't aware Ish, yeah. ish. And then there's uh, the Eastside, uh, yeah, whatever, Utica Unicorns is the other okay. one. Uh, I'll find the East Side team's name here. There are four teams in the league. The East Side Diamond Hoppers. Well, that's a mouthful. Diamond Hoppers? Oh, well, they're referring to the baseball diamond. Oh, why, but why hopping? There's so many better verbs. Like, their, their mascot, I believe, is kind of a frog. Why couldn't it be like Diamond Slashers? That sounds dangerous. Yeah, but that makes it sound cool. He was yeah. killed with diamonds. Yeah, that's a cool Bond villain. Right? Uh, yeah, so four teams. They play... Uh, four games for the public a week. They have a Thursday game, a Friday game, a Saturday game, and a Sunday game. Makes sense. They Last year, they had three teams. This is a new independent professional baseball league, which means they're not affiliated with any major league club. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they added a new team this year. And in, when they added a new team, a fourth team, they had more teams than like nights to do all the games in because they all play 75 right. games. Yeah. So Tuesday and Wednesday, there are two games that are closed to the public. Whoa. <laughs> they count for the standings. Because huh. it's independent baseball, they need to keep the cost down. <laughs> right. But they didn't want to take into the playing time because it is a developmental league. And, like, for instance, last year, 20 players from this league got signed to uh, major league organizations. Not necessarily major league deals, but often minor league deals for real organizations. So it's more expensive to hire a staff to actually bring people into the stadium. Yes. They lose money by having games. Potentially. Well, they got to run the lights, too. Yeah. That's expensive. Right. But they're going to run the lights even if it's a non game right like even well they play the during audience. the day well they play during the day on those I games see. so they don't have to run the lights so then people they yeah. should at least let kids in they for can't free just, they or... can't just sell tickets i don't think i think i don't think so i don't think that's part of it but they wanted to keep the same number of games but anyway if you'll it's and i watched the game it was it was pretty fun yeah okay quality of baseball i mean not not great but uh so i want to give a run throwing strikes Mostly, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, most of that is the one thing. I, I love watching a lot of baseball. When you get the Little League, when they first start to let them pitch, throw strikes, it's, it's just sort of like, who's going to walk in more runs? <laughs> so real quick, let's do a rundown of the standings. It's very competitive league. Oh, okay. In the East, the East Side Diamond Hoppers, 17 and 17. Fucking fools. Utica, Unicorns, 17 and 18. Half game out of first. Whoa. Yeah. In the West, you got the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, 19 and 17. 
Okay. Wait, and, I think I think I know where this is gonna go. And the West Side, Willie Mammoth, sixteen and seventeen, merely one point five games out of Wait, first. That doesn't add up, does it? Yeah, they all, they all, they everybody all pl- wins as much as they lose, right? Right. But there was a seventeen. There was a team one game under. There was a seventeen well, and seventeen, well, seventeen and eighteen. There's oh, rainouts yeah, 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 that they yeah. got to replay later and yeah, that okay. sort of thing. No, I, I got it. <clears throat> huh? So everybody's equally matched. United Shore Professional Baseball League <laughs> update. Watch update. United Shore Professional Baseball League update. Watch update. Are we doing this? Brought to you by Chicken Tenders. Get some of the slothy, <laughs> groffy, goffy, saucy chicken tenders. Mm. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a Manziel today. Johnny Manziel slowly starting to realize consequences of his actions. <laughs> Wait, just mm. now? Subheadline: That's actually step four of the league's concussion protocol. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sixteen months removed uh, from the NFL, Johnny Manziel has finally realized that some actions have consequences. Oof. Twelve smeared off ices will give you a crippling hangover. Sure. Too much Molly can lead to suicidal thoughts when you're coming down. Yep. And if you smashed your dad's Range Rover rolling on Molly. Trying to finish up a 12-pack of Smirnoff Ice? <laughs> you're going to have to wait till your 17th birthday to get the Shelby Cobra. Oh, yeah. He spoke last Saturday at the National Fantasy Football Convention in Dallas. He had shown up for a free Sirius XM Fantasy Football roster analysis. First half-point PPR IDP Dynasty League team. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to be back in the NFL. But we knew he wasn't quitting It's all now. Greek to me. Surprisingly, yeah. they recognized him and more improbably asked him to jump on the mic for a bit. Wow. What? No, I'm just kidding. He was invited. Okay. <laughs> That's how they were able to get sober Mr. Football. Ah, yeah, Instead of sense. Johnny Football, the, the eccentric wild card who's usually drunk. Right, yeah. right. Uh, the former Browns quarterback. He's a, he's a real Dr. Football and Johnny Football <laughs> sort of situation. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Please, my dad's Mr. Football. Call me Johnny. Uh, the former Browns quarterback weighed in on his potential comeback following his two-season flameout, which was heavily overshadowed by his constant off-field indiscretions. Quote, I knew the situation that I put myself in. I know the year I took off and obviously the mistakes that I made. Right now I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I think that I've made some progress in that regard, but we'll see. Whenever I get a call, I'll do whatever I can to make the most of it. I think he should form a musical group called Constant Off-Field <laughs> Indiscretions. Constant Off-Field <laughs> Indiscretions. Yeah. It's pretty good. So to recap, Manziel, 24. Only 24. Man, he lived a lot. Yeah, that's a 70-year-old story right there. Uh, he hasn't played a down in the NFL since December 2015. That's when he reportedly fled to Vegas the following week under the alias Billy Manziel sure. while still in the league's concussion protocol. He was cut by the Browns in March 2016, the day before March Madness started, which Manziel said was, quote, baller as fuck. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> Didn't have to go to work on that there Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Just hung out in the bar, went to watch games. But Manziel wants to get back in the NFL. Quote, football's all I've known for so long, Manziel added. Plus, it's hard to monetize domestic violence. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> okay. So, it, oh, I don't know. The honeymooners <laughs> did pretty well. Right. They, they sent her all the way to the moon with that punch. Um, <clears throat> uh, will it happen? Can he get back in the NFL? Well, earlier yeah. this year, 
Manziel was rumored to have piqued the interest of Saints head coach Sean Payton, who was in the Lee's concussion protocol at the time. <laughs> right, right. It's important to note that. But according to Manziel, his phone has already been ringing. He noted that he had a, quote, couple conversations with some teams. The 2012 Heisman winner did not say which ones. Mm. Probably because they're all super lame places. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, <laughs> Alberta, <laughs> Cleveland again. Yeah. No one had the heart to tell him Alberta's in the CFL, <laughs> Canadian Football League. Uh, Boy, if he gets signed and, uh, and what's his bucket doesn't, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Get ready for a flood of think pieces by people who have not watched a day don't of wor- football. Don't worry. He's not going to get signed. I yeah. feel like that's a... But it's all about the ticket sales, people. Yeah, somebody... I would not oh, be shocked if somebody signed him to be like... So at least invited him to camp to be yeah. like a like Sell a some bobbleheads. Well, what I thought was interesting about this, so this fantasy football convention was in Dallas, and it just shows you that how, how much a college player can just trade on his college name in Texas, because before at the Super Bowl, he did like two autograph shows in Texas. He can just do awesome in Texas, and it's like Tim Tebow yeah. playing minor league baseball in Florida. Yeah, right. selling out every fucking. They love him in that state. Two sure. national titles, Heisman winner. Yeah, um, but while Manziel is battling substance abuse, and he's working hard to get his career back, and what's an extremely challenging field that has a lot of randomness, where you toil for so long and during setback after setback. Despite all that. He's still deriving enjoyment, planning his upcoming wedding. What? On a personal note, I get it, Johnny. I get it. Joining us now on the podcast, uh, one of my inspirations, uh, one of, I think, the, the most positive influences on politics in the last uh, three decades at least, uh, former Vice President Al Gore. Well, hello, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, it's great to have Thank you on the you podcast. Thank you for having now. me on your podcast. It's great yeah. to meet you. Yep. A hot day out today, isn't it? Uh, it's very hot. Very yeah. hot. Very hot. Kind of makes you put a little question mark over your head when it's this hot, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wonder why it's being so hot all the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been thinking a lot about that, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen my first movie. I did. Yeah, An I did. Inconvenient Truth. Oscar-winning documentary. It was excellent. And a future Oscar winner that I just released. Does this An one also have a PowerPoint? Sequel. What I liked about the first one was it had a PowerPoint. Yeah. This one has a PowerPoint. You essentially yeah. won an Oscar but for a PowerPoint. That's did, pretty that's cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> but Inconvenient Sequel is a shot a little bit more like Vice. Oh. You see stuff on the ground. Oh. You see disaffected yeah, like hipsters it. talking about global warming. Oh. No. Yeah. I don't know that people want to see that. Oh, you'll see it. I don't know and if that's the message to them like. on their level. <laughs> yeah, because youngsters like to watch other youngsters talk to them about young person things. Global warming is definitely one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Kids yeah. sit around the locker banks at school and they say, "How about this global warming? It's not great." Well, I don't know about that, but uh, the reason we have you on today, Al, is you, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Thank you. Excuse I like me. formalities. They make me feel good about myself. Yeah, and, and you, you have earned it. Uh, Mr. Vice President. Um, uh, Mr. Former Vice President Gore. Well, I think you just continue calling you. Yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah, works. <laughs> uh, you're here to talk to us about how sports might be affected by yes. global warming. As you've seen on this press tour, I've talked to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, global warming affects every industry, so I thought I'd come on the most popular sports well, podcast. Minute. Every industry on the planet. On the planet. Any, on our planet. Any moon industries might be unaffected. They're not affected by global warming as much. Not unless they got some sort of trade packs with the Earth. <laughs> but I have not talked to a sports entertainment show yet, so oh. 
Well, uh, I'm glad that you picked us. And I know yeah, your let's... fans would enjoy the movie because global warming does affect sports. I'm I'm right now, I it's sight unseen, I'm endorsing I'm endorsing the film based yeah. on the last well, one. Well, we should go see uh, an inconvenient sequel. Well, let's let's start with the obvious one that's going to be affected and yes. that's hockey. Oh, hockey. yeah. Hockey yep. is going to be affected yeah. because oh, you know, yeah. we can't keep using rubber for those pucks anymore. Wait, what? Because all that rubber and plastic gets in the oceans and causes microparticles. And it helps warm up the oceans and helps speed up global warming. Microparticles are it does by hockey. Can I I, uh, interject, uh, Mr. Vice President, real quick? We thought maybe I uh, speak for Joel here that maybe this was more about the temperatures, you know, in the Arctic getting higher. So, like Canadians, especially you know, in the winter and the ice melting, like the ice isn't melting. Oh no, I'm not. Pond hockey is the lifeblood of of kids can't go out and skate on the ponds. I think you misunderstand. I'm here to reprimand people who play sports because. Sports are not eco-friendly. Wait, what? I am on this podcast to tell you stop playing sports, everybody. Wait, what? No, what? There's only it. one sport that I approve of, and that's shoeless running. <laughs> and oh, okay, I can see how that. Even would... that, you add a lot of carbon dioxide to the atmosphere, but not using any rubbers. Okay, not, no, you're not going to step on any plants. Or as many plants. Yeah. Well, Mr. Vice President, I think I got to disagree. I, I I really feel like, you know, sports are probably one of the better pastimes that people can participate in. To, I mean, they're not using electricity. Oh, Joel, sports. but if you look at driving. the evidence, there's what, lots of evidence. evidence. I don't. I, I mean, okay. So well, you, you talk about hockey. Let's let's, yep, let's stick sport. with hockey. Right. <laughs> also, when you're playing hockey, oftentimes you're in a big arena running big air conditioners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Lots of. Uh, eating processed foods that are processed at big meat factories. Yeah. And the cows, you know, when they poop, methane comes out, and that adds to global warming. Can we all agree that's one of the funnier, you know, contributors to global warming is cow farts? You know what? Every time I see a cow fart, I cry. (laughs) Because I understand the ramifications of all the cows in all the world farting at the same time. Okay, hang on, hang on. Every time... Every cow farts, it melts an ice cap. Hang on. Melts one ice cap. So, not a, there's nothing funny about that, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. You're not crying. I'd like to point that but out. But I just want to say, hockey is one of the most uh, eco-unfriendly sports. So okay. we need I'll, to, give you, if you, I'll give you that it is probably one of the most, given that you do have to. Air conditioning. Air conditioning. Processed food. The climate. Like rubber sure. inside the puck. I don't think the rubber of so the So much plastic gear. You have to have a little plastic face it mask. a lot of plastic. You gotta cut down trees in order to make plastic the Plastic is a the petroleum product sticks. that doesn't create emissions. And those Zambonis are not eco-friendly. Okay, oh. well, we could probably... I mean, electric Zambonis yeah, we, yeah, seems we can make, entirely possible. People are driving to go see it. They are. There well, could I be mean, mass transit in some cities. Yeah. Here in LA, you can take the red line right to the Staples Center. I just think that if you well, are... Well, you gotta hop uh, onto either a, the blue or the... A blue. hockey player or a hockey fan right now, you should be ashamed. So is hockey the only sport that you're going to go after? No, I've got problems with lots of sports. You want to hear more? Well, yeah, I, I guess, I you're guess not going to find don't... a receptive audience on yeah. a sports podcast, but yes, please well, tell let's, us. Let's talk a little more globally. Soccer, or well, as many people call it, football. All the sports okay. that could potentially be accused of being not eco-friendly, I feel like this is the one that is the least likely. There's almost no equipment, which is a huge part of its popularity. All you really need is like a ball. They usually play in outdoor stadiums. All, all that said, 
I agree with you entirely. Let's get them. Yes, yeah, no. let's get them. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> Obviously, get them. I've, I've made it pretty clear. I am not a fan of the football, okay? But, but You're talking about football. <laughs> football. Football. Soccer. Football. football. I am a man of data. It's pronounced football. <laughs> okay, so tell us. You're also from Tennessee, so what's the Mr. Wrong, what's well, the, the number one problem that I think we can all agree on is that, you know, we need plants in order to clean the air. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Soccer so, stadiums covered with grass. Covered in grass that's then being stomped on <laughs> by a bunch of players all the time. As if to w- tell the grass, stop turning carbon dioxide into oxygen. With really sharp cleats. With sharp cleats. So you're punishing those oh, plants. Oh, no, Jordan, Jordan, and don't, they're, don't. You're training like, yep. those plants yeah. to not want no, to grow I, I anymore. No, that's work. not true at all. Generations of grass will be plants telling their grandkids. Have, plants don't No have use trying to clean They've got air. memories. Every living thing's got memories. Plants, plants do not have memories. Oh, they do. Every living thing has memories. Joel, have That's you ever put a, a, a flower into a, a windowsill and it points, it strains its little neck out to it, try to get to the sun? It does. Yeah, it does. bends towards that it. That doesn't require that a memory is the or a consciousness. Thinking, I need some of <laughs> that sunlight. There's no, there's no thinking. It's just the plant uh, turning towards the sun because it does. Need oh, the and then what do they do after they it's stomp a, on all that grass and kill it? They just put in new grass. Another there's, bunch there's of grass on the grass. chopping block. What? But, I mean, this is, Very a, dangerous. this is a green space in an area that would not otherwise have a green space. Oh, it had a green space thousands of years ago before mm-hmm. they had yeah, to no. chop down all that greenery to build a soccer stadium. The soccer stadium was built way after all of the other stuff in the city. I disagree. I wonder. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you I'm a man of evidence. Your impression is that 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 the beginning of every city in modern Europe was just a giant soccer stadium sitting out in the middle of of the woods. It was definitely what, a big part yeah, of it. I think that's it. what we're all saying, Joel. Yeah, they kind of build their towns around mm-hmm. the ability to consume soccer. Most of these towns predate the sport of soccer. No, because there was a Mesopotamian headball game that was the precursor to soccer that happened thousands of years before most cities were. Mr. Vice President, again, I I have the utmost For shame on you, soccer fans. The work that you have done, but I really got to say, I feel like you've just taken a turn here and gone off the deep end what about if we were to use astroturf in soccer astroturf would be even worse what yeah because astroturf is made out of mostly plastic and petroleum products jordan what are you doing they should just meet him halfway they should not play don't meet him halfway (laughs) the only way that i approve of playing soccer is if it's played somewhere that's already been paved over and then you paint this is wrong on the thing (laughs) And then you can, well, people are playing, the people who are watching understand that this is wrong. They should not be. I, I can't, like, I'm. Do you think there may be EPA warnings maybe on sports advertisements could help people out? I like a Surgeon General's warning? If much like cigarettes, before every game, before you'd sing the national anthem, people said, by the way, what you're doing now is killing your grandkids. It's murdering your grandchildren who are going to have to live in 120 degree heat uh, swimming around. I'm going to go swim to work today because all them ice caps melted. 
That does sound like an awful future. Am, That's not a future any of us want to be a part of. We don't want to be. No. I mean, there's going to be more aggressive no weather has, events. No one has done more to block that future from happening than than you, Thank Mr. You Vice President. For saying but so. I'm I sorry. I really feel like we should stick to the hard data and the hard facts. You're right. Let's stick to the hard data because I wanted to save this for last because I know it's your favorite. Baseball. Oh, no. No, no, not baseball. Look out for baseball. Oh, I love baseball, Mr. Vice President. If if soccer is a problem, then everything that's true about soccer is also true for baseball, except they also use more Well, baseball has a special one. I've got a problem with this one. Because baseball is boring. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, Soccer's well, not boring? No, baseball, everybody knows, data Data has shown that baseball is the most boring of the okay, sports. Okay, and even if that's true, how does that matter for the environment? When everybody sighs at the same time who's watching <laughs> it's releasing an incredible amount of carbon dioxide. And people who watch baseball, they're sighing, they're yawning, they're... They're, uh, sometimes they even just go, ah, just to remind themselves they're still awake. It's, uh, that's releasing incredible amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. You know, Mr. Atmosphere. Gordon, I think it's entirely possible that the pot is calling the kettle black here. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, if baseball is boring, what do you think people feel about your movies and lectures? Well, it wins Oscars. <laughs> right, but the people voting on those Oscars is a very specific set of people yeah. who you may have already won over. That, that's, you There's, know what? I, you're right. I'm not environmentally friendly. What are you going to do? Probably just <laughs> go bury myself and plant a tree over me. You're not going to take that knife with you, are you? Can I have this knife? No, 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 no. no. Well, that's good because this knife is made from ore that's mined (laughs) in mines in South America that they have to use an incredible amount of water. They're making dirty from that. And in order to clean it up, it's an incredible amount of electricity generated. And as you know, electricity is oftentimes generated from coal. And then you have to dig that coal up in the mine. Uh, and then Vice all President? of it gets released into Mr. the Mr. air. And it's choking right. bird life. No. And it's Mr. creating the greenhouse no, effect and killing the ozone layer. And then it's trapping heat from the sun. And that's why the Mars is going to look like Earth. Thank you for your time today. Thanks uh, for your time. Go see my movie. It's a lot of fun. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, Monica Sellis. Oh, oh, the famous tennis player. Yeah, yeah. famous, famous tennis player. Monica Seles, or Hungarian, it's Zeles Monika, or Serbian, it's Monka Kernel, or uh, Monica Seles is pronounced in English. Born <laughs> December 2nd, 1973, never forget, is a former Yugoslav world number one professional tennis player. Oh, that dates it. Yugoslav? Yeah. Oh, man. And she's a member of the International Tennis Hall of Fame. She should be. At her best, she was unbeatable. That's true. And uh, ethnic Hungarian, she was born and raised in Novi Sad, SFR, Yugoslavia. She became a naturalized American citizen in 1994 and also received Hungarian citizenship in June 2007. Yeah. Because, I mean, Hungary's not going to turn down Monica Seles. No. They're what? hungry for of more citizens. There's, I mean, there's a certain level of accomplishment where I feel like whatever the passport laws of your former country were, 
You're back in. Well, and let's you're good. talk about some of those accomplishments. She won nine. Count them: nine Grand Slam singles titles. Woo! Nice. Eight of them while representing Yugoslavia. Woo! And a final one representing the United States of America, where Woo! we're recording this right now. United States does very well in free agency. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> Goes out there, gets a tennis player done. Picks Russia up a used lot of to goals. have so many good hockey players. That's uh, the United Gone. States yeah. scouts must be very good going to other countries and just That's being the like, thing, we like they're to steal not, your We citizen. just sit back and be awesome, and they come to us. And then they go, I want Coca-Cola and blue jeans. Yeah. And that's how they come to America. Best place in the world to be rich. That's true. In 1990, Celis became the youngest ever French Open champion at the age of 16. Mm. It she, is crazy to me how good hockey, or I'm sorry, uh, you, tennis you, players you are. You that a little loud. I was going to say, that freaked no, me not, out too. I said age of, of 16, and you went, mm. Yeah, you I gave went, it up. Mm. As in, it's amazing that someone at the age of 16 can mm. win amazing. a Grand Slam championship. Okay. I'm amazed, and and sometimes at like 15, there's girls who are astonishing tennis players. Uh, she uh, was stop, Joel. Please just Joel, stop. Just... I'm just talking about their tennis ability. Okay. <sighs> uh, she went on to win eight Grand Slam titles, uh, singles titles, before her 20th birthday. That's amazing. Mm. I didn't accomplish anything before my 20th birthday. I can vouch for that. Yeah. However, on April 30th, 1993, never forget, she was the victim. Of an on-court attack when a man stabbed her in the back with a nine-inch long knife. I remember this. That was nuts. Oh, it was God. terrifying. It's crazy. Uh, Celis did not return to tennis for over two years, though she enjoyed some success after rejoining the tour in 1995, including a fourth Australian Open title in 1996. She was unable to consistently reproduce her best form. What, what, uh, I don't know if they have this here, but does it say where or what tournament she got stabbed? Well, let's just skip right ahead to... Stabbing incident. 1993 stabbing attack. Celis was the top women's player heading into 1993, having won the French Open three consecutive years and both the U.S. Open and Australian Open in consecutive years. In 1993, or in January 1993, Celis defeated Graf in the final of the Australian Open, which to date was her third win in four Grand Slam finals against Graf. The, she then won the Virginia Slims of Chicago. Yep, 1993. <laughs> over Martina Navratilova in three sets. This was her last title that Celis won before the attack in Hamburg, Germany. Hamburg? Fucking yeah. Germans. On April 30th during the quarterfinal match with Magdalena Maliva in Hamburg, in which Celis was leading Gunther Parche, an obsessed fan of Steffi Graf. Mm, yeah, that's right. Because she inspired obsessive fandom. Yep, that's true. Uh, ran from the middle of the crowd to the edge of the court during a break between games and stabbed Celis with a boning knife between her shoulder blades. Oh, oh shit. God. To a depth of 1.3 centimeters. Oh, that's, that's not great. Crazy. Nah, that's point five that nine deep, inches, actually. but still, I think right people always the... like you see the movies and it's like I'm gonna stab him and the knife's gonna slide all the way in. And I feel like if you actually, I mean, I've never done it, but if you actually stab someone, you quickly realize that it's oh, like, Joel, you oh, must try. It. <laughs> not a if you have the means, you need yeah. like a very sharp knife to like get in that. Yeah, deep. the human body is made for not being stabbed. <laughs> yeah, its evolution has taught our bodies how to resist stab wounds. Oh my God, there's there's dodge, 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 dodge. dodge. <laughs> I feel like we haven't we haven't covered the weirdest thing about Monica Seles yet. What? The the grunting. 
That was Steffi Graf, I thought. I mean, it, it's most female tennis players, but Monica Seles had a very distinctive... Well, uh, it's gotta mention alert, it in the article. I'm not covering that. What? No, we're covering the stabbing attack. That's what makes her career weird, is she was top of her game. And, she got and stabbed. then Gunther Parcha came there in and took it all got, away. But it, An obsessed fan of somebody who she beat in three out of four finals. She was very distinctive. It's got, there's got to be an entry in her Wikipedia article about how distinctive This is her. kind of like if we did a Wikipedia article on Stephen Hawking, where you'd be like, well, the really interesting thing about it is that he loves eating cereal in the morning. Okay, I, I feel like you're... You guys have got to watch Steffi. Or- I've seen... I remember the grunts. Also, I've been to uh-oh. a gym. I know people make grunts when they do yeah. stuff. Joe, a lot of a- tennis players do that. But that sounds, much, sounds she's, like Pikachu. She's like the all-time most recognizable grunter in the history of women's tennis. Okay, then we've covered it because you've <laughs> talked about it and done okay. an impression. Right. Are you right, happy right. about let's it? Go, let's go back to the right, stabbing. covered it. Let's go back to this little news story of a stabbing <laughs> now that we've covered the big news of her going, ah, ah, achoo, Pikachu. Uh, she was quickly rushed to a hospital to change lanes here. Uh, she was quickly rushed to a hospital. Initially, uh, or, or although her physical uh, injuries took a few weeks to heal, she did not return to competitive tennis for more than two years because the hardest muscle to solve is the muscle right between your ears. It's not a muscle. It's the most powerful muscle. It's not a muscle. The human brain. It's the most powerful organ, maybe, but it's not a muscle. Joel, you're being so contrarian during this whole (laughs) wide world. always count out. You guys shut me down about her grunting. Uh, And anyways, the most powerful organ is the human skin, Joel. We all know that. Yeah, it's all over you. Because it's trying to stop stabbing attacks. I know, if you try and stab someone with a nine-inch bone. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Initially, there was speculation the attack might have been politically motivated because Celis was from Yugoslavia. Uh, She was known to have received death threats in relation to an ongoing conflict in her native Yugoslavia. However, German authorities were quick to rule out, uh, describing her attacker as confused and possibly mentally disturbed. Possibly? Ran down to the front to stab someone in the middle of... Or yeah. maybe he was like, you got a fly on your back! Right, come on, Der Pulitzer. That person is definitely... <laughs> if he was gonna yeah, if he was gonna do this to impress Steffi Graf, I'd be really impressed if afterwards he kind of like bent down a knee and went, yeah. Steffi, will you marry me? Yeah. It's I mean, a- they did wind up getting married. Oh, right. see, you love happy endings like that. You I, love Agassi, to hear happy endings. Joel, again, a, focusing on the uninteresting parts of this. It's a sham wedding... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, the real wedding is Steffi Graf and, and the guy who stabbed Monica Seles, because how, how can you not see how much he loves you when, when well, he's willing to do something like that for I'm you? I'm going to go through a couple things really quick then. But Parche, uh, first of all, was not jailed. Um, what? Because he was found to be mentally disturbed. And in Germany, you don't go to jail when you're mentally disturbed. You go to a crazy crazy bin to get fixed. Is that what they call it? Yeah, they go to the, the, the loon dogs, the loony bin. So I don't know if he's still there. I assume he might be. Yeah. But yeah, he went to the loony bin, and then also Graf visited Celis in the hospital. That's so, nice. Well, yeah, yeah of course, sportsmanship. Yeah, exactly. Steffi Graf was a fucking class act. Yeah, her whole career. And she was just like, man, I didn't want this either, dog. Yeah, and they went. Neither did I, dog. Fist bumped it. I mean, it was 1993. So. It was, yeah. <laughs> so it could have been. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings you close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to give you our contact information. Can we have Al Gore back on to do the contact information? Well, I haven't gone anywhere yet. Al, welcome hey, back. Hey, it's a pleasure to be back here. 
All right, well, you can go on the internet and you can go on to Facebook and find us at facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to click that donate button and make sure to donate to lots of causes you care about, like the Earth Protection League and the Environmental Protection League. And, and the, the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. We, we do not <laughs> participate in sports, though, because you don't want any more people playing sports than have to. going to trample grass. Thank you. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash Sports, the number three podcast. Uh, make sure to tweet out to all them the pollutants, all them polluting sports leagues. Make sure to tweet to them. They do not appreciate what they're doing. You don't care for it. Or you can find all the back episodes of Sports, Sports, Sports podcast on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports, the number three podcast. Make sure to listen Next time uh, you're, uh, you know, outside uh, fighting all them people who are cutting down trees. Thank you. You're welcome. Should I stick around longer? Sure. Great. We really need to turn off this air conditioning, though. I mean, it gets really hot in the studio. studio. I, why do you think it gets hot? The air conditioner okay. makes it hot, and then I the mean, heat makes it after. It's okay. a vicious circle. Vicious of, circle. Of energy usage. I'm glad you're sticking around, Mr. Gore, but hey, guys. It's- uh, Hi, but why does this have to be about you? I'm the very special guest. Well, I wanted to, to go ahead and point out that I went outside just a little bit ago, uh, and I did notice that uh, you had chiseled into the stone facing of mm. the sports, sports, sports studio, studio, studio. This is wrong. This is. I agree. But to be honest, I was doing that in reference to Curtain Jerks, which also <laughs> records the studio, 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 because WWE fans are polluters. Well, thank you for that. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.